I'm Alex Rodriguez. And I'm Jason Kelly. From Bloomberg, this is The Deal. Each week, you're here in conversation with business icons. This show will explore deal-making across sports, media, and entertainment. That is a harsh lesson in business. Sports is and not uh, as simple you know, I, as bringing a bunch of big names together. I didn't want to do another stomp you out speech. It opened so, up so many you know, more doors. The show is called The, the deal. deal. Listen to The Deal. Listen to The Deal on Spotify. Greeny with Mike Greenberg, the podcast. All right, rolling along hour number two. Hashtag crew is here. Lots to get into. We'll do in case you missed it in a couple of minutes. You'll hear the thoughts of some of the folks who are on Get Up with us this morning about all the action of yesterday. Another fascinating football Sunday, as they always are and always seem to be. But before we do that, there's something I just, I don't want you to know. I need you to know. I need you to listen carefully. I just want you to know. So uh, if you listen to the show, you are aware that last Monday night for the first Rodgers, well, maybe the only Rodgers game that the Jets had, I had a bunch of people over to the house. I had Damian Woody over. I had Dominique Foxworth over. And I had Bubba over, hashtag Bubba, of this program fame. And he came over to the house. He watched the football game with us. And he slept in the house. D. Wood and I actually left. And we left him sleeping in my son's room because he didn't have to be here as early as we did. And it was, I was perfectly happy to host Bubba, and he seemed to have a very good time, as everyone did. That was Monday night. Tuesday went by. Wednesday went by. Thursday went by. Friday went by. Saturday went by. Most of Sunday went by. I call up this text now. It came at 4.03 p.m. Eastern Time yesterday from Bubba to my wife and me. Here are Greeny and Stacy. Just wanted to say thanks again for hosting me for Monday Night Football and the sleepover. The game wasn't what we wanted it to be, but I had a lot of fun hanging out with everyone and getting a chance to go to the seaport was really cool. I appreciate all the food and drinks you provided. Thanks again. Go Cowboys. Bubba. My wife, because she is the classiest person in the world, wrote back, Bubba, loved having you. But it's painful here now for this end. Clearly not for you with this current score. Look forward to seeing you again. She writes a lovely note back to the Cowboy fan. I just took Bubba's text and immediately forwarded it to the group and said, put this in the rundown. And so the question I would ask for all people who were raised by humans is the following. Which are you better off doing? Which is better manners? If your response, if the thank you you are sending is a handwritten note, that's one thing. If you were sending a gift in thanks for an invitation of some sort, a fruit basket, a bottle of wine, or whatever might be appropriate, that's another thing. When you are sending the text thank you, which is a perfectly fine thank you, Stacey, neither Stacy nor I required any more than a text thank you. Is it worse manners to A, not send one at all, or B, send it six days Later, he sent a thank you six days after the sleepover. I ask you, which of those is worse? The, the, the lack of promptness is worse. So you're saying, no, my point is, would he have been better off not sending it at all? Yes. That's what I'm asking. Yes. You. The statute of limitations is probably Wednesday in that case. Max. For a text? Yeah. For sure. Absolutely. Here's the thing. Yeah. What you did not know. Right. What I did not mention. Right. Is that Bubba did not have Stacey's uh, Number. number and he texted me yesterday afternoon asking for it 
So this thought did not occur to him until six days later. That's right. It's well, not that's, like he, that's not true. It is absolutely true. It's not like you pocketed her number for five days and forgot to text her. You literally just thought six days later, I should get this number and do this now. No, the statute of limitations accurate. had expired. So, Bubba, we're going to give you the chance to explain yourself. Take me through why it is that it took you six days to send a text saying thank you to Stacy and me for hosting. Well, look, I, first of all, I'm not even going to be – I don't need to defend myself because the only two normal people on this text chain are me and your wife because I sent a thank you like a normal person would, and I don't need to get bullied into sending a thank you like any normal person would, whether it's one day, two days, three days – Six days. It's not like I sent it six months later. The Jets didn't even play another game yet. I sent a text. I thanked you. We all had a great time. Ryan Clark was on my side. Damian Woody was on my side. Every person. Hembo's not even a normal person, so I don't care what he says. But I'm not. I don't even. I don't have to defend myself because I sent a normal text in an appropriate amount of time. It was not that late. In fact, I like to bring in Christine Lisi, the true arbiter of all things here, and let's get her opinion. I have not gotten her opinion on this. There's no way in hell. I'd like to see what she has to say. If she's, the, if she would be okay if I send her a text six days later. Thanks and let's for see. those brownies, Christine. Go. I would be okay with the six days. And I would be like your wife. I would just be like, that's that's very nice that he thanked me. I'm more of a person, Mike, like the, the next day or even like after I leave your house, you know, if I go to a party at somebody's house, I thank them like either in, you know, on the way home, my right. husband's driving. I would thank that moment. But like, I think six days is okay. No, 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 you don't. don't. You're being nice. <laughs> <laughs> the way she said that. Let's be clear about this. Okay. If okay. so, so Dan Graziano showed up at the party with a box of cookies. He actually brought, like, some cookies to contribute. So that's one end of the spectrum. Well, he's Italian, so you have to do that if you're Italian. (laughs) That may be right. And they were delicious. Everyone loved the cookies. That was great. But not necessary. Not necessary. But the day after, I heard from D. Wood. I heard from Dominique. Thank you guys for having us. On and on it went. Christine. If you had been invited to my house, which, by the way, for the next time we do this, which is never, because that went so badly, I don't even know where to begin. Yeah, well, they actually won when I was there, and what happened when I wasn't there, they lost. So, yeah, genuinely have been the worst night of my life. But that said, if you were invited to my house for the next of these, when would you send a note of thanks? Probably... It would be quicker than what Brendan did. No, but... much quicker. <laughs> yeah, no one. No, 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 no one's denying that you could send it early. I'm, I, but I don't could, think it was bad. That right. He exactly. Thank you. Yes, you do. Could it? Could yes, I? Have sent, could I have sent <laughs> it a your question, couple Grady. days earlier? Of course I could have. But to say I would be better off not sending it is insane. I I thought I I like to usually wait a couple days, and I meant to send it like on Wednesday, and then I got I forgot, and I I got busy, whatever. Busy. But then I. Look, let's just stop, 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 stop. Yeah. Busy. Yeah. You got so busy from Wednesday to Sunday. Yeah. That you didn't have. 15 seconds to write a text and send it? How busy are you? What got, are you I got doing? things going on. He's got, single. He's got a lot going yeah, on. I got things going on. Well, it doesn't have anything going I got, on. I got the, Here's why. Think if people There's are no way that you you would prefer me. If, if it was next week and you never got a text from me, you you know, first of all, all this goes back to the fact that the Jets are absolutely horrendous right now. So you can hide behind whatever you want to say and say that I did something wrong here, but you are still clearly in the anger stage of the, the five stages of grief. Bubba. So if you want to try and say I did something wrong because I sent a, a thank you text for staying at your house, you can, you can do whatever you want. But I did nothing wrong. I 
am in the right here. I thanked you and your wife for hosting me. Your wife, like a normal person, responded. You didn't even respond because you are not a normal person, and you brought it up on the air trying to make me look like a bad guy. So I did nothing wrong. Christine's on my side. Ryan Clark's on my side. Damon Woody's on my side. I assume Cam is on my side. The only person on your side is Hembo, and he goes out to eat dinner at 12 o'clock. So I hope you're happy. Greeny, can you read the last two words of the text message once more? Uh, let me go back from to Bubba that. because uh, Thanks again. Go Cowboys. Okay. That, Bubba, is why this decision was so pernicious. You texted him yeah. with that 20 minutes before the game in which your team is a 10-point favorite. Yeah. yeah, before the game. That's another reason. I wanted to get it in before the game. So I don't want to bother him during the game. I want to get it in there before the Jets game started. Okay, so the previous 96 hours would also have worked well, too. And now you're upset at him for not te- texting you back immediately. Like the Cowboys just bum-rushed the Jets. I'm not, ups- I'm not upset about him Immediately before the game and put, in, and put Go Cowboys in the thank you text. Yeah. I didn't mean for this to take as long as it has because it was a busy day. But I do think this is an important conversation for any younger people listening to us. So as you are preparing to, to live a life of good manners. Cam, what is your honest opinion of this situation? My honest opinion is I am on Bubba's side here because – you were probably so inundated, and I know you know D Wood and Dominique sent text the day after, but I can't imagine how many notifications you probably had, Greeny, in the days following the Jets game. Bubba, right before the Jets Cowboys game, your two favorite teams are playing each other. Hey, I thought of it now. Let me send the text. It was nice being there. He also thanked you in person on the way out on Monday, so maybe better to send it the day after, but I don't think there's anything wrong sending it when he did. I'm living in the twilight zone. I mean, you guys are making it sound like I sent the text next September. I texted you within a week before. The the Jets didn't even play another game yet. You're making it sound like I texted you in week 17 after their first Monday night game. I texted you the sa- the, essentially the same week it happened. No, it's not just that you waited, Bubba. It's that you waited until the exact worst time. It How- would have been much better off what do you mean to the have worst waited time? two weeks. What's the worst? Right before the game. Go Cowboys was your send-off. If I'm sending a thank you card to someone, I'm not going to end it with a pernicious send-off. The Jets and Cowboys were playing head-to-head. Friendly competition. Yeah, that's the whole That's the whole joke of it. Yeah, obviously we're having fun. He, wanted, he wanted to have a bet about it the other day. He wanted to wear a jersey. So where, how come he wears his Dak jersey? What happened to that bet? I don't have one. You're wearing it. Yeah. Yeah, that's exactly <laughs> right. You're wearing the Dak jersey that I would gladly Again, wear today. It, look, look, it so all goes back to him being upset about the Jets. He can take out whatever he wants on me. He can take it out on all of us. It's upset, but he's mad because Aaron Rodgers is not the quarterback. I did nothing wrong. Everyone's on my side. That's what it comes down to. The I, only person I'm, I'm clear here. The only person I'm really disappointed in in all of this is Christine, because <laughs> there's no way she believes what she just said. There's no way. There's literally no way. It, 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 I'm just positive of that, but she is just too nice. For those of you who don't know Christine Lisi in person, she's so she's like the nicest person you'll ever meet. She bakes cookies for people she doesn't know. All the time and takes great pride and joy in their enjoyment of it. She's startlingly nice. She's literally my alter ego in that regard. (laughs) (laughs) She's like the bizarro me. And she she puts the happiness of others ahead of the happiness of herself. She does. And so that's why she won't say what she really means. So I Christine, am psychotic I, about football, though. I will say that. Final word. Okay. That's enough. Well, that's another thing. Is she's a Bills fan. She's crazy with all the Buffalo sports. And so that's a whole thing. Okay. Let's move back here to the real uh, business of this rather than just uh, destroying Bubba in the way that, in my opinion, at least he deserves to be destroyed. 
Um, we'll go through, a, I have a million things in the hopper here, and I, I meant for what, we, the conversation we just had, I budgeted for about two minutes. <laughs> <laughs> we just spent 11 minutes on it. So um, we're a little bit out of sorts here. But so I, I, will, I will give you my number one takeaway from yesterday, and then we'll work our way to the rest of it. The Dallas Cowboys are going to go and do, are going to go and make me do what I swore I'd never do again, and that is overreact to September. September football doesn't matter that much. Go back and look it over. The teams who win September almost never win the whole thing. No Thanksgiving. The end of November is when the rubber hits the road. The way this works is it's much like the Masters. Thursday at the Masters, you can't win the golf tournament, but you can lose it. You can shoot 76 and you're done. That's it. It's over. So teams can start. One and six, and it's done. It's over. It doesn't matter how good you are after Thanksgiving. But every team that's 500 at Thanksgiving has a chance. And one of those teams or a few of them are going to get red hot. And it might be the ones who are really good in September, but it by no means has to be. So having said all of that, I don't know where we're going to be come Thanksgiving. But right this minute, the Cowboys are the best team in football. They're the most complete team in football. They have... Down to they have an excellent kicker and punter. Holy smoke. Both those guys are awesome. They have the most dynamic defense in the sport with the best player. I'm not convinced Micah Parsons isn't the best player in football. It's him and Patrick Mahomes, and they're 1-1A. One one I don't care what order you want to put them in. And their offense, their offensive line dominated that game yesterday. Dom- the Jets got pushed around on defense in a way that I did not think was possible. And they've got C.D. Lamb and they've got Dak and they have a few running backs. My biggest concern would be the health of your running backs. They're all small or certainly Pollard and Vaughn are small. You get one of those guys, particularly Pollard, hurt. That, that would be my only concern. The Cowboys are a complete and excellent football team. So human beings overreact. You do that often. I, I, I'm a professional overreact. Computers don't. Computers take the emotion out of it. And even so... FPI, which is our internal modeling, our internal metrics, have the Cowboys favored in every game they play until week 15 at Buffalo. And that includes both times they play the Philadelphia Eagles. Now keep in mind, our modeling takes into account the quality of the opponent you play. So you're going to hear a lot of people this week discount the Cowboys 2-0 start because they were against the Jets and the Giants. And in one case with, with a team's backup quarterback. But they beat them so thoroughly, and we believe so much in the process by which we get there, that we have the Cowboys favored in all but one game this season, and you have to get to week 15 until they're an underdog. Right. That game is in Buffalo. What, the is, what does it say for the, the Sunday night game against the 49ers? Loaded. Um, I'll pull up, I'll pull up the, the, the lines right now, but I mean, right now this team is, according to our modeling, by a long shot the best team in the sport. They won't win all those games because teams don't. It no. just doesn't happen. The ball not. bounces the wrong way or whatever, but they are the best team. They, they, they deserve to be favored, I think, every time they take the field. And by the time we get there, they may be favored in that game against Buffalo. I am interested to hear that quickly. What, do you have it against San Francisco? What, what does the model say? Stand by. Because the 49ers okay. are good. So that game is in San Francisco, Bubba, like you said. And the Cowboys are a slight, a slight, slight favorite, as in 50.4% chance to win, which equates wow. to less than a half-point favorite. Yeah, it's a pick em. But that's building in, obviously, the fact that they're playing on the road and they're still a slight favorite in the game. They're the right. best team in football. You'll hear from Ryan Clark, Chris Canty, Rex Ryan, and more as we continue in a moment. It's Greeny on ESPN Radio. 
For the ones who get it done, Granger offers high-quality supplies and solutions for every industry, as well as access to product specialists who have the knowledge and experience to answer your toughest questions. Plus, their commitment to being your safety partner can help you keep your facility safe and your people safer. Call clickgranger.com or just stop by. This show is sponsored by BetterHelp. We all carry around different stressors. I do, you do, we all do, big, small. And when we keep them bottled up, as I sometimes have had, happened in the past, it can start to affect us negatively. Therapy is a safe space to get things off your chest and to figure out how to work through whatever's weighing you down. It's helpful for learning positive coping skills and how to set boundaries. It empowers you to be the best version of yourself. It isn't just for those who've experienced major trauma. If you're thinking of starting therapy, give BetterHelp a try. It's entirely online, designed to be convenient, flexible, and suited to your schedule. Just fill out a brief questionnaire to get matched with a licensed therapist and switch therapists anytime for no additional charge. Get it off your chest with BetterHelp. Visit BetterHelp.com slash today to get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P dot com slash Greeny, G-R-E-E-N-Y. Passion, drive, and patience. The formula for winning championships is also what keeps your ride or die alive. eBay Motors has everything you need to maintain your vehicle and level it up to peak performance. Superchargers, roof racks, exhaust kits, LED headlights, and more. Whether you're into speed, power, or style, eBay Motors has you covered. With over 122 million parts for your number one ride or die, you'll always find exactly what you're looking for. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every time or your money back. Because with eBay Motors, you're burning rubber, not cash. With all the parts you need at the prices you want, it's easy to make your car the MVP and bring home huge wins. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. Greeny, the podcast. Greeny with Mike Greenberg. This has been the worst week I've ever freaking had. I've waited months for my team to finally have this opportunity and all this, and it lasted four plays. I deserve such praise putting up with the nonsense that happens around here daily without just exploding. And so now I'm going to do it. Generally speaking, I understand that I'm an extremely non-threatening person, so no one is scared of me in a meaningful way, but I'm not in a good mood. This is Greeny. I'm not sure if resignation is the same thing as acceptance. Greeny presented by Progressive Insurance, live above the Heineken River Deck at Pier 17, as always, surrounded by the members of the hashtag crew, the, the last stage, I told you last week that the five stages of grief, the last of them is acceptance. And I don't know if I'm in acceptance. What I am in is resignation. I don't know if those are the same things, but I am definitively resigned to my fate, which is watching the game yesterday. I fully recognize there's nothing anybody can do, nothing. And the truth of the matter is that's really not anyone's fault. They could do better than they did yesterday, and I think they will. The defense could play better. The coaching staff could certainly coach better. But the small problem is that their offensive line stinks and isn't going to get better. But even that you could theoretically overcome. The big problem is that when they lost Aaron Rodgers, their season was over. And you could say that about most of the big teams in the NFL. I don't like saying these things out loud because it feels like you're speaking them into existence, but just go through the big teams in the NFL and take their quarterback away for the season, and you tell me if they're still a Super Bowl contender. Most of them aren't. 
Some of them are. Most of them aren't. So that's the reality of the situation. So as I watched that game yesterday, I wasn't even upset. I really wasn't. I I watched that game yesterday in total resignation. At no point, at no point did I think they were going to win. At no point, I I guess if Sauce catches that ball and takes it back for a touchdown, even then I don't think they're going to win, but at least they make it a game probably most of the afternoon. But there was no point in which I thought they were going to win, and there was no point in which I was that emotional or that upset. I am resigned. So I think apathy is actually like the worst feeling that you can have as a sports fan. Like if, even if your team is in full-on tank mode, you can at least convince yourself that we're building towards something bigger and stronger. But you're in the complete... Like right now, you're in purgatory. Like the best-case scenario for you is so, it's seem, seemingly so undesirable, so unsatisfactory, that if, you don't, if you're not moved when watching the game, like that's a terrible place to be. I really hope for your sake that you'll get jolted at some point in the season. Maybe even in week three, if you guys beat New England, you'll feel that way. I, I, I hope so. We'll see. That's a big game this coming Sunday. A lot of teams have big games. Let's do this. In case you missed it. One more time. All right. I've got a bunch of sound bites for you here as we go through some of the bigger games of the day. Most of them come from this morning on Get Up. One of them comes from our buddy Chris Canty, uh, the new morning show on Sportsmanlike here on ESPN Radio. Well, let's, let's start. We've been talking a lot about the Jets and Cowboys. Let's do Ryan Clark on Justin Fields. As I mentioned this earlier, this is to me is a major of major concern. This is Ryan Clark talking about what we are seeing right now from a young quarterback who at one moment in time appeared to have enormous promise and now seems to be taking steps backwards. Justin Fields was supposed to take that next step. He was supposed to ascend. This was supposed to be the second year with Luke Getze. Now I understand more about the offense. I've also added DJ Moore. We aren't seeing any of those things, and we're also not seeing the stuff he does well, Mm -hmm. right? We're not seeing the athleticism. We're not seeing him use the strong arm to push the football down the field. So if we're going to slow up his processing, or if he's now slowed up his processing, just do what the hell he does great. Let him use his legs. Give him one opportunity or one read downfield. If you don't have it, take off and be great. But this is not going to get it. And this team will have the first pick of the draft again if Justin Fields' play continues to descend. You know, th- th- we had a little bit of a debate earlier here. As that quarterback class, the Trevor Lawrence, Zach Wilson, Trey Lance, um, Justin Fields, um, Mac Jones quarterback class goes into its fourth year last year, or or concludes its third year this year, how many of them are going to get their fifth-year options picked up? Trevor Lawrence certainly will. Zach Wilson certainly won't. Trey Lance already hasn't. He's been traded. Mac Jones, I think the jury is out, and we'll see what this year turns into. I think this is a make-or-break year. Justin Fields is the most interesting one because the Bears had a chance to take Bryce Young last year and didn't. Didn't have to give anything up to have the number one pick. They just had it. Maybe they weren't sold on Bryce Young. I don't blame them. I continue to think he's too small to count on over, you know, a five to ten year period, which is what you're drafting a quarterback for. Caleb Williams is. If they find themselves in Caleb Williams territory, there's no chance they don't take him. So I think Justin, who's a kid everybody loves. I've never met him. I don't know him at all. But everybody loves him, unanimously loves him. They love the attitude. They love the work ethic. They love the approach. They love the leadership. Everybody loves him. But I definitively think that he is playing for his future right this minute because I don't mean to suggest that I think they'll bench him. They probably won't. 
but the die becomes cast. Like you get to a place where you're halfway through the season, you look like the worst team in the league. There are going to be people in the organization thinking the best thing for us is to lose as much as we can. So I think, unfortunately, Justin Fields has like a month tops to get this thing turned around. So I want you to guess the line for next week. They play in Kansas City. I want you to guess how many points the Bears are an underdog by in that game. The early line here. It's an NFL game. Um, The mere fact that I need to say that out loud tells you everything that you need to know. The Chiefs have not been phenomenal on offense in their first two games this year. This could be an excellent opportunity for them to do that because the Bears' defense is really bad. Their Kansas City's defense was magnificent against Trevor Lawrence. So what are they going to do to Justin? I think the Bears are going to play better because I think the Bears are going to wake up to the fact that handcuffing him, if you will, by not letting him run the ball is not letting him do what he clearly can do and what worked last year when it started to work. But I'm going to guess it's two touchdowns? Yeah, it's 12 and a half. 12 and a half. And so his performance, which was wretched yesterday, got buried because it was one of, what, eight games, I think, in the early window. They're playing Kansas City on, like, the Fox National game at 430. Like, if he plays really badly again, like, this is just a conversation that's going to keep getting louder and louder. Like, I don't think they have any chance to beat Kansas City. I also don't think he has almost any chance to play well. It's getting, it's getting really late, really early for Justin Fields as the country catches on that this kid just does not have the goods right now. Yeah, so, so let me just look at – I'm trying to think if they could flex out of that game. Like, if you were them, I don't think that's the game you want. Where is next week? I mean, you're getting Dallas and Arizona in that, in that late window too next week. There just isn't much good football. And like most of these games are at 1 o'clock. In other words, we're just going to be seeing a lot of Justin Fields next week, whereas – that wasn't the case unless you watched the game intentionally yesterday. So I'm, I'm, look, I'm really looking at next week's schedule for the first time closely now. So here are the, the choices in that window are Carolina, Seattle, Chicago, Kansas City, Dallas, Arizona. That's not good. Clearly, Chicago, Kansas City is the best right. one. Right. I mean, you're running a significant risk of a blowout, but... It's the best one. What's the best game on the schedule overall next week? Uh, Patriots at Jets. Well, obviously, it is of particular interest to me, but I also think it is a very interesting game mm-hmm. in a lot of different ways. Mm, Denver, Miami, does that interest you? Does that float your boat? It, it floats my boat merely because it's going to tell us a lot about Sean Payton and Russell Wilson. I mean, an and 3 start there effectively sinks you in the AFC. That's a huge game for them. Pittsburgh at Vegas is the Sunday night game. Bills Commanders is That's pretty good. That's not a great game. Where are you looking? Oh, Bills Commanders. Are we buying the Commanders? Oh, who, who here is buying the Commanders? Say, I think this will be a game to find out. Could be 3-0. and They win. They beat the Bills at home. I've been really impressed with Eric Bieniemy. Impressed somewhat with Sam Howell. I mean, Denver's defense last year wasn't good. It was great. And they went out there and played really, really, really well. Like, that's, that's the most surprising element to me because Washington has pass rushers. We know they have a really, really good front seven. For them to be 2-0 and was a surprise. I think the NFC East at large, just in general, was a lot better than we're expecting. This is a pretty awful week. I'm looking through the games here. I'm trying to find, like, Atlanta-Detroit is an interesting game because the Lions need to bounce back. That was a great game yesterday, by the way. Detroit-Seattle yesterday was an absolutely fabulous game to watch. And Atlanta's 2-0, and and they're fun, too. And they've got pieces they barely use. Like Drake London, they finally remembered he was on their team yesterday. But they have him and Kyle Pitts. They could be the most dynamic pass-catching duo, certainly the tallest in the entire NFL, and they barely use them. They just run the ball all the time. 
Arthur Smith just wants to run the ball all the time. So anyway, we'll see. We'll work our way back to that. Greeny presented by Progressive Insurance. Progressive makes bundling easy and affordable. Get a multi-policy discount by combining your motorcycle, RV, boat, ATV, and more. All your protection in one place. Bundle and save at Progressive.com. Meanwhile, we go back to in case you missed it. Interesting things being said by interesting people. Here's Chris Canty this morning here on ESPN Radio talking about who the leader of the Dallas Cowboys really is. That Dallas Cowboys defense being able to generate the kind of pressure that they do up front and then being able to capitalize on mistakes with takeaways on the back end is what's going to be the thing that wins the day for the Dallas Cowboys. This is not a team that's led by Dak Prescott. It's led by Micah Parsons in that defense. And I think that Cowboys fans, as well as football fans, need to understand that shift that's going on in Dallas. Uh, That's an interesting one to me. I'd love to get Chris in here at some point. We can talk about that because it depends, in my view, of how you mean lead. Is he trying to say he thinks... Micah Parsons has become the leader of the team because Micah Parsons is a person who will say anything I mean, like it or not. He is the new age of athlete. He's got a podcast. He's going to tell you what he thinks about everything, whether you like it or not. And it's very new school. That's not old school. And he actually said last week, I don't know that this got enough attention that he was mad at the Giants coaches for leaving Daniel Jones in the game. He almost sounded insulted that they played their quarterback against him for 60 minutes. So Micah is that guy. He's the best player of that. There is no question. I still think Dak is the leader of the team, though. I think he is a great leader. I think his teammates love him. I think as the quarterback, whether you're the best player or not, you remain to at least some degree the face and the figurehead of the organization. And no one does that better than he does in good times and bad. I think he gets everything right. I will say this. If the Cowboys do wind up getting to the Super Bowl this year, which they haven't in forever, I will be incredibly happy for them, and I will be incredibly happy for him. Dak has been dissected because of the team he plays for infinitely more than most good quarterbacks in NFL history. The expectation is that he has to be great every week, and he just isn't. He just isn't Patrick Mahomes, and he just isn't ever going to be. But he's a good player, and he gets picked apart more than any of the rest of them, and he handles that incredibly well. So I am actually rooting for him. Yes, I mean... Right now, Jack, Dak Prescott has the highest QBR in the whole league. Like, what they're doing on offense has worked, but obviously a lot of that has been fueled by how great their defense is playing. I just need to read you Micah Parsons' stat line from, from, from yesterday because mm-hmm. it's insane. 12 pass rush wins, 7 pressures, 4 quarterback hits, 4 tackles, 3 of them for loss, 2 sacks, 1 pass breakup, 1 forced fumble, and 1 fumble recovery. That's like a whole team. That's yeah. one man in 60 minutes absolutely insane production. He's Lawrence Taylor. He, he is. Are you old enough to have seen Lawrence Taylor? No. Bub, are you old enough to have seen Lawrence Taylor? Um, for like a few years. I definitely remember him playing, but I didn't see his absolute prime. Cam but I remember is, him being great. Cam is not old enough to have seen Lawrence Taylor's kids play. I'm hardly <laughs> old enough to have seen Micah Parsons. That, that's barely right. <laughs> that is right. Um, Lawrence Taylor is one of those players in sports that you just don't compare anyone to. That, that's sacrilegious. You can't compare anyone to LT. Maybe more than anyone else. Because, like, there was a moment in time where every 15 minutes we were coming up with the next Michael Jordan, right? What other players are there like that that you just never compare any, whatever it is? Oh, don't even say that. That's sacrilegious to compare someone to LT. Who else is like that in sports? Babe Ruth, Jerry Rice, Wayne Gretzky. Like, I we're feel like we do do that. Royalty. I'm hearing people say Connor McDavid is the next Wayne Gretzky. I'm hearing that left and right. LT is in that on that 
incredibly vaunted list of players that you just don't even talk about because no one could be compared to him. I'm old enough to have watched LT's entire career, and I've always said he is by far the best defensive player I ever saw, and I've seen them all. Going back to Joe Green, you know, I don't go back to Deacon Jones. I don't go back to Emlyn Tennell. I don't, I don't go back to that. But I go back to the 70s. So, I mean, the dominant defensive players of their time, all those Steelers, the Joe Greens and, and, and you know, Jack Lambert and Jack Ham and all those guys, all the really good Cowboys, Two Tall Jones and all those guys who were so good. And there have been a ton of great defenders over the years. Lawrence Taylor's the best defensive player I've ever saw. Reggie White, Bruce Smith. Lawrence Taylor's definitely the best defensive player I ever saw. This kid's that good. He hasn't done it long enough yet to say he's better than Lawrence Taylor. But this kid's that good in that when you're watching a football game, you watch him more than you watch anything else. I'm talking about as a fan, regardless of which team you're rooting for, there are very few defensive players that make you say, I'm watching before the snap to see where he is, and I'm following him with my eye wherever he goes. He makes you watch everything he does. Candidly, the Jets should have done more of that yesterday. Their game plan of allowing Micah Parsons to kill them was reprehensible. I mean, just ridiculous. Ridiculous. Their game plan of not allow. Bill Belichick would never have let that happen. If Bill Belichick was the coach of the Jets yesterday, he would have lost anyway because no coach was going to win that game with the players the Jets had against the players they had. But what he would not have done is let Micah Parsons do all the things you just named that he did. Micah Parsons and Patrick Mahomes are 1-1A, the two best players in football. So let me ask you this question then. Yeah. Let's imagine a scenario in which no quarterback in the league this season has a truly standout season. Yes, I am already answering your question, yes. Should he be the MVP? Yeah. (coughs) Absolutely. So what would it take? I, I, I don't think it should take anything. I think you should look at if the, at what it would take is the Cowboys defense continuing to be dominant and them to win a ton of games. Value primarily comes from the impact you have on your team. If the Cowboys win the division, win, I don't know, 13 games this year, and their defense continues to be the primary reason why, and he keeps playing like this, he should be the MVP, regardless of what the quarterbacks do. Let's change the word should, though. Let's say he breaks the single-season sack record. Let's say the Cowboys have the number one defense, and let's say no quarterback has a truly outstanding season. Do you actually think the voters would do it yes you do i do really yes it's so rare it's so hard to accrue votes when you're a defensive player it looks to me like the only instance in which uh, a defensive player has even finished runner-up since lt won it in 86 was jj watt in 2014 he finished runner-up he got 13 first place votes that year he had 20 and a half sacks i guess that's at least some kind of precedent i think we're living in a world in which this is at least possible given the fact that no quarterback has just exploded out of the game well i mean well, there's 15 games left for all these teams, so it's a ridiculous conversation on some level to be having. But right now, what quarterback would you give it to? Probably Tua. Tua right now, and That's Tua right. and Mahomes have the best odds. And I mean, to win you, MVP? Yes. Where is Micah in that? I'll pull it up because I think it's going to be fairly. I think it's going to be lower than you might think based upon his performance. Meaning, it's the the, the number is going to be bigger. Yes, I think you can get because a lot. they just assume that they will not give this award to a defensive player. Yeah, like he has the same odds as he, he has worse odds than Sam Howell. It's 100 to 1. 
Micah Parsons has 100 Micah to Parsons one. is 100 to 1? 100 to 1 right this second. To win I the want MVP. that. I want that. Go make that bet for me right now. I'll give you 100 bucks. Well, I'm dead serious. You, I you, want Are it. you giving me 100 new dollars or the $100 you gave me for the Bears that I have not cashed yet? No, no. I mean, I gave you $100 already. You have that $100. In theory, you have already bet that on the Bears to win their division. That might be the worst bet any group of people has ever made Which in the history of sports. Which is why I didn't make it. Fair enough. So what you're telling me is that you're holding on to that $100. For this exact reason. I want you to bet it on Micah Parsons to win MVP. I'm doing it right this second. And we're splitting it amongst the group. So amongst the four of us, even though no one but me is putting up any money, that's 100 times 100? Is that 10000 do we win ten thousand dollars if he's do. the MVP? That's right. We oh. win ten thousand dollars if borderline the best player in the NFL wins MVP. That it's seems crazy. Twenty five hundred each, boys. Hundred to one. Hundred to one. I, I love that's it. That's crazy. Bet it before it changes. There's no way in the world that number is going to stay. We're back in a moment on ESPN Radio. This podcast is proud to be supported by Jets Pizza, the number one pick in Detroit style pizza. Why? It's simple. Jets is better. With the thickest, crispiest, cheesiest Detroit-style pizza in the country, there's no competition. Right now, get $5 off any 8-corner pizza with code 8SAVE. That's the number 8, S-A-V-E. Go to JetsPizza.com to learn more and find a location near you. Again, try Jets' signature 8-corner pizza and get $5 off with code 8SAVE. That's the number 8, S-A-V-E. Jets Pizza. Better because it has to be. Hi, it's Mike Greenberg letting you know ESPN Bet is ready to take you through all the biggest sports moments this spring. The official sportsbook of ESPN has exclusive offers and markets from Scott Van Pelt, Stephen A. Smith, and me, plus many more. From the playoff intensity to finally getting out to the ballpark, there's no better time for sports fans. Sign up today. New users get a bet reset up to $1,000 in bonus bets if your first bet doesn't win. Download ESPN Bet today. What a play. Must be 21 plus and present in select states. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. See app for details. I'm Alex Rodriguez. And I'm Jason Kelly. From Bloomberg, this is The Deal. Each week, you're here in conversation with business icons. This show will explore deal-making across sports, media, and entertainment. That is a harsh lesson in business. Sports is not as simple as bringing a bunch of big names together. I didn't want to do another stomp you out speech. It opened up so many more doors. The show is called The The Deal. Deal. Listen to The Deal. Listen to The Deal on Spotify. Greeny, the podcast. Greeny with you here on ESPN Radio. We'll do the Monday Night Picks in a minute. Here is what's wrong with the MVP award. As of this moment... Justin Fields, Bears quarterback, is on the verge of losing his job, of the league giving up on him based on how badly he has played the last two weeks. Micah Parsons is on the verge of being named one of the great defensive players in the history of his sport. He is so dominating every time he sets foot on the field. But because one of them is a quarterback and the other one plays defense, right now, the odds on Justin Fields winning MVP are 60 to 1, and the odds on Micah Parsons winning MVP are 100 to 1. Yeah, That's hilarious. Insane. Like Sam Howell is better at 80 to 1. Justin Jefferson, a wide receiver even, is better at 60 to 1. Micah Parsons has the exact same MVP odds as Baker Mayfield. Like that, that's, what, that's what Vegas thinks. That's how likely Vegas thinks. <laughs> a non-quarterback could win this award. It makes sense. Let's get in there. It makes sense. Let's get this in there. I want that bet in before these numbers move. You got it. We're putting 100 bucks on 100 that bucks. for the group. I will, uh, I will front it for the hashtag crew, and if we hit, 
A hundred bucks at a hundred to one. That's ten thousand dollars that we will split amongst equally wow. amongst the members of the hashtag. Wow. Crew. How about that? Mm. Pretty good. All right, I like it. In the meantime, let's do a Monday Night Football preview brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Save when you bundle motorcycle, RV, and boat insurance. Visit Progressive.com. Hashtag KOD. The Kiss of Death. All right, let's do the Monday doubleheader. We got two games tonight. The first one's on ESPN. Kicks off 7 Eastern time. It's Saints at Panthers. New Orleans is a three-point road favorite. What can you tell me? Uh, the public really likes the Saints. Right now, 81% of the bets are on New Orleans. They obviously look good, really really good last week against Tennessee. This is going to be Bryce Young's uh, debut at home. But in this case, the home dog, plus three. The public leans the other way. Towards New Orleans. Mm-hmm. So Bubba made notice on our Google Doc that Hembo, when he gave us three prop bets on Friday, went 3-0. and he had Shadur Sanders and the over on his passing yards, which hit. He had Seahawks, Seahawks Lions and the over on that total, which hit. He had DJ Moore and the over on his receiving yards, and that hit. Hembo went three and zero. Greeny went zero and three in the ESPN Radio Pick'em Challenge. I took New England plus the three against the Dolphins. I took Jacksonville plus the three and a half against Kansas City, and I took Cincinnati minus three against the Ravens. 0-3. So the obvious solution here is listen to Hembo, fade Greeny, right? I mean, that, that it seems to me that would be the only strategy that a person could have. But he, like, in fairness to you, I, I got to pick my props. Bubba presented the games to you. That so is true. The selection bias here is strong. Bubba wanted me to get these wrong. Now, Bubba, did you say you have a question about the KOD strategy? Yeah, so I've been thinking a lot about this, and obviously we started off poorly in the Pick'em Challenge. However, we won. you won last year. For the yeah. first time ever, you got that win. And obviously, you know, you know me, big Seinfeld guy, appreciate the opposite and all that stuff. If every instinct you have is wrong... Exactly then the opposite would have to be right. You know, I think we're, we're, we lived by that strategy last year, and it paid off. But we're struggling so much this year. Do you think it's possible that your win last year exercised all those demons and that your KOD is actually gone and that you can now, for the first time in your life, actually just make picks? Because if you were actually just making your picks, you'd be 5-1. and one. Mm. I'm, I'm, I'm worried. I don't want to I don't know. I don't want to go anything too make a brash decision right now, but should we flip and just say, look, we won, we, we, we can move on, and I'm making my own picks now. Let's right. take six days and think about Let's it. Let's try. Well, here's how we do it, though, Cam. We can use tonight as a litmus test because I can make two picks right now. we got two games. I'll tell you what I honestly think. These don't count towards that pick'em challenge, right? right. The pick'em challenge are just Sunday games. Correct. So this won't count towards that. So let's use this as a guinea pig. Right, we'll use this as the testing ground. And we have ground. Thursday too, so we have we got a Thursday two game. tonight and Thursday, so basically three games. We got three games as a as a okay. So I think New Orleans wins tonight on the road. I think they win big. I think Carolina's bad. I think New Orleans is good. I think the Saints are going to win on the road and cover. So my pick will be New Orleans. The Saints minus three. Hashtag KOD. The kiss of death at Carolina, and then I got the Browns and the Steelers tonight. The Browns are a two-point road favorite, so we have two road favorites tonight. 
I like the Steelers. I told you before the season, I think they're going to be better than most people prognosticated before the season began. I'm not ready to give up on them. I think San Francisco is going to make a lot of teams look bad this year. Kenny Pickett can't possibly play worse. I'm still somewhat skeptical about Cleveland. They could go a long way towards swinging that tonight. I do not feel confident in this at all. But if you're asking me to tell you what I think will happen, well, what about I, well, you can get Hembos for the, the what about the public? Well, that's what I'm going to do. Yeah. I, I, I I believe the Steelers are going to win. So my pick, I will then take the points and the two hashtag KOD. The kiss of death. So my picks tonight, absent hearing what the public thinks, so that we are just we're just fading me if if you are if you want to is I'm taking the Saints minus the three, and I'm taking the Steelers plus the two. What do you think of those two picks, Hembo? For whatever it's worth, the public loves Cleveland tonight, as in 79% of the public here. So this is a split situation here. This is a split. This so what you're telling you. me is the public loves New Orleans tonight, and the public loves Cleveland yes, tonight. Yes, and, and if I were making these picks independently, I would take both home underdogs. I just, on balance, love home dogs, and I think both of these set up for the home dogs to, per- to potentially win outright, truly. All right, so the picks have been made. We'll see what winds up happening, and we'll have another game Thursday night, which will be the Giants at the 49ers. I can't even fathom what the line on that game is. Let's take a guess. Let's take a guess. Ten? Ten and a half. Yeah. I That's mean, right. And, and when Saquon Barkley is ruled out, it will just go more. I mean, we all know he's not playing. That's probably already baked into that, right? Probably so. But the Giants are very average. I think the Giants are, are a, an average NFL football team. I think Daniel Jones is an average quarterback, which is to say he's good at some things and not great at others. Their defense is good. Their offense is generally good. They're just a very average team that everything went right for last year, and this year their schedule is so brutal that they'll wind up with the record of a well-below-average team. But I think they are the Mendoza line of football teams. You think on a, on a hypothetical neutral field, you would favor the Giants over... 15, 16, 17 NFL teams? Yeah. Really? I would favor them over Tampa. I would favor them over the Bears. I would favor them over... I'm just trying to think of the different teams that we could talk about. They um, were outscored 60 to nothing to start their season. No, I get it. That was a brutal start. The Cowboy, Look, the Cowboys punched them in the mouth from the very start. That was a non-game. I would favor them over Arizona, who they just beat. Yeah, well, Real quick, the only teams that we'd favor... Uh, the Giants over are the Colts, Bears, Panthers, Texans, and Cardinals. So those are the only five teams that FPI likes less. Do they the get Giants. to play all of them? <laughs> <laughs> all right, enjoy a rare Monday doubleheader tonight. And if you are invited to someone's home, text them immediately. And we'll see you back in Better Than Ever tomorrow on ESPN Radio. Thanks for listening to Greeny the Podcast. You can listen live each weekday morning at 10 Eastern on ESPN Radio. Or watch the show through the Watch tab on the ESPN app. Also catch Greeny on Get Up, weekday mornings at 8 on ESPN. And also available wherever you get your podcast.